Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Was at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 32494, the earliest show in the archive, 32494. My interview with Donald Trump from 110-2011. 110-2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Well, here we are again into the great Michael Savage podcast. Today's podcast concerns sex and politics. Why? Because the nation is obsessed both with sex and politics. Now, in this podcast, you'll hear things about how religious individuals are still having children, including Orthodox Jews, conservative Christians, and conservative Muslims. But low birth rates are very pronounced otherwise in our society, obsessed with trans, with gay, with lesbian and all sorts of other things. I talk about modern perversion in the West. I talk about the Bible and how the Bible said, go forth and multiply or your tribe dies off. I talk about how young people who are afraid to have children ought to wake up to real problems and times which were much worse during which people still had children and how the weakest minds in our time are elevated while the smartest minds are repressed. Two articles came out that are worth mentioning right now. A Clinton-appointed judge, Robert Hinkle, a Clinton-appointed judge, will allow children to be surgically mutilated. The headline, of course, doesn't read that way. I have to decipher headlines. Here's the headline. Gender identity is real. Federal judge issues preliminary injunction against Florida's restrictions on gender-affirming care. So they're calling cutting off a penis and cutting off breasts, gender-affirming care. If that's not the sickest thing you've heard, tell me what is. It's crazy. Last month, the great Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, signed a bill into law that restricts gender-affirming care for children, among other things. It's not gender-affirming care. Governor DeSantis prohibited the use of GNRN agonists, known as puberty blockers, to stop or delay normal puberty in order to affirm a person's perception of his or her sex if that perception is inconsistent with the person's natal sex? Do you understand how sick this is? The legislation that DeSantis passed also prohibits cross-sex hormones to, quote, affirm a person's perception of his or her sex if that perception is inconsistent with the person's natal sex. Do you understand how sick this is? It will outlaw the surgical procedures and experimental puberty blockers for minors. It will also require any adults receiving these surgeries to be informed about the irreversible nature and about the dangers of the procedures. Uh, it will give Florida courts temporary jurisdiction to intervene and halt procedures for out-of-state children. Uh, you have actually some states in this country that want to be a haven for these types of procedures and even welcome minors without their parents' consent 
into some of their jurisdiction. DeSantis said Florida is proud to lead the way in standing up for children. As the world goes mad, Florida represents a refuge of sanity and a citadel of normalcy. He is right. So they shopped around for seven parents of so-called transgender children, and they filed a lawsuit to block the new law once DeSantis signed the bill. Four of the children involved do not need immediate care, according to their doctors, do not need immediate care. But one child's doctor said puberty blockers are needed now without delay, and doctors for the other two children said they'll need this treatment soon. As you well know, the sicko judge, Robert Hinkle, appointed by the great Bill Clinton, will allow the three children to continue receiving, quote, gender-affirming treatment, meaning mutilation, or drugs that kill, saying that they would suffer irreparable harm if not allowed to continue access to the hormones and puberty blockers. We're living in the sickest times in the history of the world. Here's another article from my great podcast on sex and politics. No one else has done this one. We learned this week that Instagram had an algorithm that boosted a vast pedophile network. Did you hear this? Instagram's recommendation algorithms linked and even promoted a vast pedophile network that advertised the sale of illicit child sex material on the platform, according to the findings of an alarming report released this week. What we're finding on Instagram right now is so much worse. Pedophile-like sexualization of children, for example, is rampant on Instagram right now. Now, none of these photos um, typically are showing underage nudity, but they're maybe showing a girl wearing a swimsuit, um, maybe posing for a modeling job or doing gymnastics. And it's clear that the viewers are sexualizing them and are using the comment sections as a venue for sexual harassment, potential grooming, and pedophile networking. Instagram allowed users to search by hashtags related to child sex abuse, including graphic terms, which I will not repeat here. The hashtags directed users to accounts that purportedly offered to sell pedophilic materials via menus of content, including videos of children harming themselves or committing acts of bestiality, the researchers said. Some accounts even allowed buyers to, quote, commission specific acts or arrange meetups, the journal said. The journal noted that researchers at both Stanford and UMass Amherst discovered large-scale communities promoting criminal sex abuse on Instagram. When the researchers set up test accounts to observe the network of sickos, they began receiving suggested for you recommendations to other accounts that purportedly promoted pedophilia or linked to outside websites. This is what Instagram did. Instagram, as you all know, is owned by Facebook or Meta. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for blocking me, for banning me, for banning conservatives, for blocking conservatives, and for boosting a vast pedophile network. Thank you, Mark. You're a great service to humanity. And now on to the podcast of the day on sex and politics as we try to navigate through the sickest times in the history of the world. That's right. We're living through the sickest times in the history of the world. This is worse than the Roman Empire. This is worse than the Weimar Republic. What we are living in under Biden are the sickest times in the history of the world. And you can take that to the bank. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that's on everyone's mind all the time, which is sex and politics. Because amour fait passer le temps. Love makes the world go round. Everyone thinks about it all the time. Right. In other words, the most, let us say, repressed-looking personality 
is still a human being underneath that repression. And so we're going to talk about that because I've been thinking about it since I'm a little boy and I never talk about it. Most of us don't talk about it because we are just people who like to keep things to ourselves. And I thought today that you would like me to discourse on sex and politics since America is the most sexually obsessed nation on the planet right now. Do I have to talk about the trans sexuality that suddenly became more kosher than your grandmother and great grandfather's beautiful, kind, quiet life? How did this happen? How did this nation, which is collapsing from within, become so obsessed with sexuality of the most bizarre nature? How? Well, this dissertation will be more questions than answers. It will be a journey, not a destination, as I said. And I don't have the answers. I thought I had some of the answers, but I looked up some of the data and it didn't hold up. And I'm one of those with an open mind and a free spirit and a free mind, free thinking, where I'm willing to admit when my thinking did not lead me where I thought it would go. Don't you wish everyone was like that? Don't you wish the candidates were like that instead of pretending they know what the hell they're talking about? Don't you wish Biden was like that? Well, you know, he belongs in a nursing home with a tub of ice cream and a television set. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. I'm we're going to get a lot done. Sex and politics. So I asked myself a question. How is it that the countries most obsessed with sex have the lowest birth rates? And those countries with the greatest sexual repression have the highest birth rates. Now, I didn't know whether that would hold up to be true. So I did a little tiny bit of quick research. I'm not an expert in the area, but I do have some degrees that enable me to research quickly because I know how to form questions. You know, I remember when I was working for my advanced degrees, I was taught that you're not going to learn the answers, but you're going to learn how to find the answers. And that's the mark of a scholar, how to find the answers. I found out afterwards that the real question is not how to find the answers. That it's, it's knowing what questions to ask to get the right answers. And I can search questions f- as fast as anyone on the planet. I have a supercomputer between, you know, the ears. And this supercomputer has been trained for a long time on how to search questions and answers. So, in other words, we have a country like ours. And there's an assumption that the Republicans are sexually repressed and they want to control and depress sexual sexual urges and that the Democrats are libertines and they permit anything goes, which is why so many young people are sucked in by the Democrat, socialist, communist, Nazi philosophies. They have no idea that those theorems don't really hold up. So I looked into birth rates by country. Let's start with that. Guess which country has the highest birth rate on earth? You can look it up for yourself. Yes, it's African nations. Angola has 43.7 births per thousand. Per thousand. Man, they really they do it like rabbits over there. Angola, Ni- Niger, Mali, Chad, Uganda, Zambia, Burundi. Don't tell, hush, hush, don't tell Biden. He'll send a couple of 747s and a few ships over there to bring them all in on welfare. Liberia, Mozambique, Afghanistan, Guinea-Bissau, Burkina Faso, South Sudan, Guinea, Ethiopia, Sierra Leone, very high birth rates. Now, what do they all have in common? 
it's not race as you would think. It's not that they're black Africans that they have such a high birth rate. No. See, that's where your mind distorts what's real. It's that they're Muslim. It's that they were conquered by Muslims and they practice Islamic law, which prohibits the kind of lewdness and sexual license that we think is a mark of liberation here in the old United States of America. So which countries have the lowest birth rates? Those are the highest. Monaco, well, you'd expect that. Monaco would have low birth rates because it's a lot of older, retired, wealthy people. South Korea, that's kind of surprising to me because the Koreans are very vigorous people and they certainly enjoy sex. Japan, seven per thousand people. Taiwan, 7.43. Greece, very low. What happened to the what happened to Zorba? Where did he go? I don't know. Puerto Rico, low, 7.9. That's surprising. Portugal, 8.0. Spain, 8.05. Bulgaria, 8.15. So it's quite surprising to me because initially I thought I would talk about how Russia and Ukraine, which are killing each other and committing mutual suicide, thanks to Joe Biden and the degenerates running the United States, the United Kingdom, France and all the other Western nations, they want white men to kill each other. They want heterosexual white males to be dead in Russia and in Ukraine. So they're throwing gasoline on the fire. See, the more white men that are killed, the better for people of color, the better for that. Now, that's absolutely a theorem only. It's a theorem only. But if you analyze it, you'll see I'm correct. So we'll go on. It's not that they have the lowest birth rates, by the way, in Russia and Ukraine, they have low birth rates, but so does Ireland, which is not at war, incidentally. Ireland is not at war. Ireland has a very low birth rate. So if you analyze birth rates and you ask why do some nations have high birth rates and some low birth rates, it's a hard question to ask, to get an answer for in this day and age because of massive population movements into and out of nation, mainly internet, well, into and out of nations. For example, we're going through a replacement in America where white people are being pushed out of the nation for the brown and black people because they're superior to white people. They've contributed more than any uh, other race to the inventions uh, on, on planet Earth. You know, I mean, the automobile, the telephone, the telegraph, the computer, all invented by Africans and people of color, right? Wrong. It's all white male inventions, but I'll save that for another time because I've done that since 1998. And you may curse me, you may hate me, but you can't deny the fact of reality that 98% of all of the inventions that advanced humankind were invented by the detested white male. So that's why those running America today want to destroy the white male so they can reduce us to an agricultural level society or beyond that to a primitive tribal society where we're living, let us say, uh, in caves and in mud huts. Then the occasional cortexes will be happy of the world, happy, while they live in the dachas and the mansions and the cars and the jets, while the rest of us live in mud huts. See, that's how that works. It worked this way once before in a country called Russia. But don't tell that to the fellow traveler, Bernie Sanders, who was the worst man on the planet. I say Bernie Sanders and George Soros are probably genetic twins and they're two of the most evil men on the planet. But I reserve that for another day because this is more of an anthropological discussion than a political discussion. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand.
sex and politics. And I'm going back to my first question. How is it that the nations most obsessed with sex have amongst the lowest birth rates? This nation is more obsessed with sex, I would say, than any other nation on earth. And it has amongst the lowest birth rate amongst those pushing the sexual libertarianism or libertinism, libertinism, the white people. It's mainly white people who are sexually obsessed in the United States of America. It frankly is not the brown and black people who are as obsessed. The immigrants come in here, and we're speaking in broad terms now, in great generalities, obviously. They don't have the same obsession with sex that the white people of America have because they're struggling. They come from countries that are oppressive politically. They don't have access to the pornography, uh, et cetera. And they're not taught to obsess on their sexuality in the countries that we are getting. You say that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's irrelevant to this discussion. What's relevant to this discussion is it's very hard to make a general statement about a population when you have such mass migration into, for example, this nation, and the replacement of white people by brown and black people, because that's what the degenerates who run this country seem to think will bless us with a better future. Laborers, in other words, a slave class. Let's be very clear. They're bringing in a slave class to work for the rulers in plain English. You don't want to hear that because they pretend that they're in their favor and they love them and they're in favor of them, but they're not. They're bringing them in to fill up the Catholic churches because the pews have become empty. And so they need a new stock to fill the pews. That's why the Catholic charities are on the border, giving out welcome wagons, new sneakers, haircuts, dental work. Uh, the fat nuns are there giving them out all the stuff. And so they get them right into America. They sneak them into every city, bust them here. And then they, the churches are filling up and they're happy. And then they get more federal money after bringing them in. For, for some reason, they get more federal money, but that's how that works. Again, hard to generalize in a time of mass migration and mass replacement. But if you look at it a little more carefully, as I can do, because not only have I thought about this subject since I'm a little boy, uh, you know, very uh, keenly acute people are generally interested in everything, including sex. <laughs> Let me be very clear. And I've been thinking about it since I'm a little boy, and I haven't stopped thinking about it. And then it dawned on me today, maybe the people out there want to hear me talk about sex and politics. So let me go back to it again. How did this country become so insane that we glorify people who are confused about their own sexuality, or you want to call it gender, if you want to call it gender or sex, it doesn't matter. We know what I'm talking about. The main thing is the words themselves have been altered and blurred. So you have men who wear tuck outfits to cover their sexual part because they want to look and feel like a woman. Okay, now that's been done since the beginning of time, a civilized time. That's why the Bible says it's not good, uh, by the way. In other words, anything that's fun, the Bible says is not good, whether it's shrimp or sexuality. That's a joke for those of you following me and wanted to get mad at me. But you got the joke, right? No, it's not true. So if you look at the religion for the moment, let's look at the Bible, let's look at Leviticus, let's look at the Old Testament, which I've looked at for a very long time. To the Hebrew, the word is the deed. We're people of the book. And so we grow up reading books in a foreign language called Hebrew or in English. And that's why so many Jews are so smart. It's because for thousands of years, while your ancestors who hate me were swinging in trees, we were writing and reading books, incidentally. 
It's just a fact. Whether you like it or not is irrelevant. So here's a book called the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, and it's basically an English translation of the Old Testament or the Testament of God or the, the, the books. A woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garments, for whosoever doeth these things is an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now, why would the Bible in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 22, 3, uh, 22, 5, why would it say that? What the hell is it? What, what was their business? Whether someone in ancient Israel put on a dress behind closed doors. Because then the tribe would die. If the man wanted to dress as a woman and not have sex with his wife and have babies, the people would have died off. So the Bible, whether it was from God or from man, it doesn't really matter at this time. What matters is whether it's factually still relevant. That's all that matters. Then they go on. It says right after that, listen to this woman-man thing about not dressing in the other sex. If a bird's nest chanced to be before the, on the, in the way, in any tree or on the ground, with young ones or eggs, and the dam sitting upon the young or upon the eggs, Thou shalt not take the dam with the young. Oh, you see that? You shall not take the bird, the ladybird, with the young. Thou shalt in any wise let the ladybird go. They call it a dam. But the young thou mayest take unto thyself, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest prolong thy days. So listen to the wisdom of that one. You don't kill the hen because then you stop the hen laying eggs and you'd kill off the species. Get it? Now, that's interesting that it's in Deuteronomy right after thou shalt not wear the women wear men's and men's wear women's clothing. Very interesting is the structure of the Bible and the order of the commandments within the Bible or the teachings. They are not by chance, by the way. It's been studied mathematically, and there's actually a mathematic, mathematical purity to the biblical writings. There's so much more that I could take in here. Maybe I should go into it since we're talking about sex and politics. Many of you don't know the Bible. Many of you just, you know, do the mumbo jumbo. You don't know what the hell you're But the thing is, there's writings in there. And so there's things like a still small voice and uh, idols and a babe is their master and women shall rule over them. And, and I, all of that. And I've read it for years on the radio, all of my favorite little post-notice stuff. But here's an interesting one. This is very interesting. Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with two kinds of seed, lest the fullness of the seed which thou hast sown be forfeited together with the increase of the vineyard. In other words, you don't mix the plants together. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Thou shalt not wear a mingled stuff, wool and linen together. Now, that's interesting. Now, you know the Orthodox Jews, they have a thing that they wear under their clothing with fringes hanging down. Listen where that comes from. Thou shalt make thee twisted cords upon the four corners of thy covering, wherewith thou coverest thyself. That's interesting. Why? If a man take a wife and go into unto her and hate her, and lay wanton charges against her, and say, I took this woman, and when I came nigh to her, I found not in her 
the tokens of virginity, then shall the father of the damsel and her mother take and bring forth the tokens of the damsel's virginity unto the elders of the city in the gate. And there's more about that. Why was it so important to the ancients that a woman be pure and that she not have had sex prior to marriage? That's an interesting question unto itself. But that has to do with property and you know who the child would be, whether it was a child from another man or the man who married that woman. It was all about property. I only learned last week, this is an interesting side story. You know, I started to talk today about sex and politics. I'll go into a famous Michael Savage diversion, which is what you have known me to be famous for. Okay, so we'll go back to the subject at hand, which is sex and politics. So the young in America believe that the Republicans are stogy old Christians. They don't even think about Jews because there aren't enough of them. Christians who are going to interfere with their pleasure, like the pleasure of using heroin, the pleasure of snorting crack, the pleasure of getting hooked on fentanyl. The Republicans stand against that, so they're no good to the college girls who go to NYU and Columbia, that type of thing. But the Democrats are very good because they encourage you to have drugs, sex, and as much drugs and sex as you can with any race on the planet, any time you want to do it. If it feels good, do it. Why not do it in the road? In other words, adopt the male gay lifestyle of being an animal in the gutter, because that's what it is. So how did that happen? How did the society become like this? And who are the people in America who don't follow those tenets? Well, let's start with the extremes of those who don't follow and practice those tenets. Orthodox Jews have very high birth rates. Why? They have very proscribed instructions on, uh, on when, when to sleep with their wife, they can only sleep with their wife a few weeks a month, and the other weeks they cannot, and they're supposed to have sex and children. How many people do you know have had wild sex all their lives and they have no children? I once said that to someone who thought he was a wild guy and a wild and crazy, and I said to him, all that sex and no children? And he looked at me, he didn't know whether I was complimenting him or criticizing him. Let him figure it out, right? So all that sex and no children, I have a whole theory on that, but that's a separate discussion. Today we're talking about sex and politics. So the Orthodox Jews have very proscribed rules on when they can sleep with their wife, and it's for procreation, which is why they have large families, 6, 10, 12 children sometimes, and that's a very interesting phenomenon. Now go to the other extreme, it's the girls, let's say, from NYU or the girls from Columbia, or worse yet, the girls from Yale, Stanford, or Harvard. They have no children. They usually sleep with their sorority sister or as many of their sorority sisters as they can because they're wild and free, aren't they? They're really free. Uh, get back to them when they're 40, you'll see how free they are. So God says what? And who, who's God? Let's say you don't believe in God. That's your problem, not mine. I really don't care what you believe in, to be honest with you. It's not my issue. I'm a journeyer on the planet, just like you are. And I'm trying to figure it all out. And the older I get, it's not the less I know or the more I know, but certain things I do know. Certain things are not mine to even know. And certain things are immutable truths. And that can only be answered in, in art and in poetry, the things that are unknown, for example. The great artists try to answer the unknown questions. 
So you go to um, some of the great writers like George Orwell. You know him from writing in 1984. Orwell was one of my favorite authors. Orwell was a socialist in the 30s until he saw what they were doing in Hitler's Germany, national socialism, Hitler, socialist. They killed the priests. National socialism, socialist, Bernie Sanders, murderers in their hearts. They'd kill you if they could. Occasional cortex, a filthy witch, she'd kill you, put you in a concentration camp if she could. One man's opinion. Okay? So, where am I going? Wherever you want me to go. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. So what are your questions for me? Have I done enough? Or you want me to go on? I'm going to have a big glass of water right now. I'm going to hydrate. Everything is a, a health thing. Just to be a glass of water, you had a sip of water, now it's hydration. It's supposed to be good for you. Oh, that's good. Just tastes good, feels good. I have to read a book on whether I should drink water now. The stupid things I read, I mean, I'm a doctorate in nutrition, 1978 from the University of California at Berkeley, two master's degrees. Certain things matter. Knowledge matters, learning matters, real PhDs matter, real master's degree matter, master's degrees matter. Let's look at degrees. One of the reasons I was motivated to get two master's degrees, not one, is because I, I used to look at role models and they were, whether they were in my family, they were immigrants, and most of them were small merchants, small stores or worked in the trades. They weren't rich people. They weren't poor people. But amongst my people, on the outer perimeters, there were intellectuals who I would hear about. Like, let's say a guy named, I'll make up a name, I forget, Eddie or Manny. I'd hear from Brooklyn, there was a part of the family in Brooklyn, and Manny was like an engineer and he was very smart. He was a younger one. I was a kid, but I'd listen, you know, kids listen. And uh, Manny is so smart that Manny keeps a pad next to his bed with a pencil so he could write his ideas down sometimes in the middle of the night and the women would go, wow. So I heard that and said, that a great idea. I keep a pad and a pen next to my bed my whole life because of that. And I've written some great ideas on those pads in the middle of the night. So that's an example of things that you could learn by listening. But then you can learn by studying, not just hearing old wives' tales, but by studying. And one of the things I learned along the way when I was working after my, my bachelor's degree had no meaning. It was very hard for me. When I went to Queens College, I went from a high school. I had very poor grades. I was like a kid who was very creative, didn't know who he was, what he was, like most kids. I came from a, a loud immigrant family. There was a lot of dissension in the family. There was a lot of uh, dysfunction, they call it today, because of a, my brother was born a certain way. Everyone was angry at each other all the time, blaming each other. It was a nightmare. So I was like in another world trying to escape. I lived in a lot of dreams. I had my own dreams. I used to build models. I obsessively built wooden models, you know, with glue and paper. I built then plastic models that were a great escape, escape for me. But the fact is, I didn't really understand what learning was. I went to Hebrew school and I hated the Hebrew school. I couldn't stand the rigidity of it. I didn't understand the language. It's a very difficult language. I don't know how the Israelis talk to each other. But then I guess if you grow up 
or speaking Hebrew. It's an easy language. It's so complicated it's not, for an American kid. And I learned Hebrew for seven years. It was a tough language for me. And I read the Bible and I read all that stuff. But think about how it exercises the mind, right? You, you, you're reading a language that's written thousands of years ago with teachings and the child's mind is being trained not on video games, not on pornography, but on another language and on God's rules. That's pretty good for the brain. Of course, that's been thrown out the door, except for amongst Orthodox Jews, uh, religious Christians, and uh, I must say, uh, religious Muslims. Let's not leave them out of the equation. Not all of them are like that ass who gave a speech the other day, I think it was at NYU Law, where she cursed white men and white supremacy. They should have thrown her out right then and there. One of very few legal institutions created to recognize that the law is a manifestation of white supremacy that continues to oppress and suppress people in this nation and around the world. That's irrelevant. I don't run NYU laws. She's going to come out now. she curses white males and white supremacy at the NYU graduation for lawyers. You hear this? That's going to be the next generation of lawyers. That kind of filth we don't need in the country. If I were running it, I would deport her. I'd give her a one-day trial and send her on a one-way a one ticket to Yemen where she could see how far she'd get with her holy robe over there in Yemen, putting down the country uh, that she lives in. But that's another story. Although I said this would be sex and politics, it's mainly going to be about sex and politics, not just politics. So the Orthodox Jews, the religious Christians, and the Muslims who are not politically fanatic have high birth rates because they control their sexuality. They don't fornicate like mink. They don't go online to just screw. They get married to have children because that's what they're told in the holy books and by their preachers and rabbis and imams go forth and multiply and etc. They understand that, that unless you do that, your race or your tribe dies off. That goes back to the piece about what I just read you from the Bible. There's a whole thing on onanism too. Why was masturbation prohibited in the Bible? Again, because if the guy wouldn't lie with a woman and have a baby, the tribe would die out. So there were reasons for it in ancient times where we needed a larger population. And you could argue that today we don't, and therefore homosexuality and transsexuality is an evolution that's required in order to stop the birth rate. That's how the left thinks, by the way. But if they were really purist in their thoughts, they wouldn't be bringing in uh, races that fornicate at a very high rate and have high numbers of children. See, so they're liars. It's not that they want to reduce population, the left. They want to reduce the white population because we're the smart people in the country will stand up to them. And they know that we know what the hell they're doing and we're on to them. So they want to eliminate us, if not directly by shooting us or first working us to death in a slave labor camp, they'll do it through propaganda by turning our boys into girls and our girls into boys. Get it? Because most of the people who are buying into this crappy, insane propaganda and buying that kind of hiding clothing and twisting the minds for children are white people. The Hispanics aren't doing it. See any Mexicans doing that? Very few. They'd rather you shoot them. They'd rather shoot you first than you do that to their children. But they won't tell you that, the left. So the left is at war with the intelligent white people because they feel once they wipe us out, they'll be able to rule over the masses and have it all to themselves. That's what's behind Bernie Sanders and occasional cortex 
Elizabeth Warren and the other vile filth who call themselves progressives. They're trying to eliminate the white race and bring in other races to control the population uh, more readily. And that's the end of that page in today's dissertation on sex and politics. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. And so what I'm going to say to you at this juncture is I may pause for a while. I'm at 30 minutes now, which is enough. I can do another piece on sex and politics, part two. Here's some questions. Dr. Savage, would you have babies in today's world? It is a scary time. Simple answer, of course. See, this is another thing I hear from younger people. I don't want to have children in this day and age because I'm afraid for the future. That is the most cowardly thinking imaginable. That's so narcissistic and so cowardly, it's unbelievable. I'll give you an example. How is it that times are so bad now? Have you missed a meal recently? Do you have war going on like in Ukraine right now where 9 million people have been forced to leave? That's what, that's what a bad time is. You're afraid of the left, so you won't have a baby. You're afraid of what's Bernie Sanders, so you won't have a baby. Nazi concentration camps, a seminal moment in human history, modern human history. Some Jews had babies in the concentration camps. That's right. You don't know the story, but I know everything. I've studied so much. I've read so widely, fiction, nonfiction. I watch a lot of movies. I learn a lot. I learned from art. I learned from poetry. I learned from physics. I learned from all sciences. I can read any science. I'm not good at mathematical symbolism, but I can understand almost all sciences if I read it not in mathematical symbolism. Although I once studied logic and scientific method in mathematical symbols, it's not really my cup of tea. I'm more a word-oriented a word -oriented person. So the fact is that they had babies in the concentration camp. Why? Because they, they wanted life to go on. Do you understand that? In a concentration camp, men and women still found each other and somehow got together. The Jews put in those camps. And some of them had babies in the camps and kept them alive under the most ridiculously insane conditions. How many survived through the Nazi terrors? I don't know. But they did have babies. So you should, should think about it. Okay. So what else do you want me? You nailed it, says Che Martinez, reproducing his priceless. See, a Hispanic name. I told you that. Magic says, spread that knowledge, Michael. What wisdom, Bible wisdom, you could talk to me forever, Mr. Savage. Thank, thanks, Susie. As bleak as things might seem right now, understand, blah, blah, blah. We're just in a, a phase. Lou says logic isn't logic in the progressive mind. That's true. They do not have logic and reason. They have uh, only didactic positions or opinions. That is truly fearlessness. Thank you. It's actual faith. That's right. That's faith. 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 What, I wrote a book called God, Faith, and Reason. It was, a, it was a very popular book, God, Faith, and Reason. Notice what I combine, God, both faith in God and reason to re reach God, God, Faith, and Reason. It was a brilliant concept. I think I've really said all I want to say. I started to talk about sex and politics and how we wind up being such a screwed up nation today that you take the sickest, the mentally most the weakest minds in America are now put up on a pedestal like they're the smartest people on the planet. 
and we bring in people from other pl- other countries that have nothing to offer us whatsoever. We lied to. We're told, oh, they come here to work, and yet they're putting in putting them up at our expense in luxury hotels, or they're living in the gutter. Where, where are they working? Where are all the jobs that they're taking? They're not coming here to work. They're coming here to work the system and live on the welfare state, which makes the government bigger and makes idiots like Joe Biden seem important. You know, you better get it while you can, because this is not going to be forever. One day I'm going to wake up. I know how this is going to go. If I wake up to the understanding that I don't want to do this anymore, I just won't do it. You'll never hear from me again. I won't even say goodbye. I've said this for years. I was in radio and toward the end I got sick. And no one knows it, but I went on the air for a year after that, despite the fact that Cumulus Media was trying to destroy me after I got sick. They're amongst the most evil people on the planet, in my opinion, who run Cumulus Radio. Some of the worst scum on the planet. If I ever told you what they did to me, you wouldn't believe it. But you know what? I don't carry it around. I didn't sue them. You know why? I'm bigger than I don't need the money. Let him go to hell. All I wanted to do was stay in radio one more year and move into the podcast world, which I did. And I've been doing podcasts for a couple of years, and I enjoy podcasts, and I love the Newsmax TV shows. But I must tell you, it's not easy to do, okay? Two original podcasts, one replay podcast, two or three television segments a week, and I bring more to the one segment in television than Sean Hannity has brought to uh, television in the last 30 years. He brings nothing but his sick ego. That's why he's so popular. So I can close with some things from the Bible. What's this? I look at some of the things I found in here. Bird's nest. Bird's nest. Oh, I talked about bird's nest, 22.6. I thought that was great. If you find a bird's nest, you can take the babies, but not the uh, mother bird. Wow. If one be found slain in the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, to possess it, lying in the field, and it be not known who hath smitten him, then thy elders and thy judges shall come forth, and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about him that is slain. And it shall be that the city which is nearest unto the slain man, even the elders of that city, shall take a heifer of the herd, which hath not been wrought with, and which hath not drawn in the yoke, And the elders of that city shall bring down the heifer unto a rough valley, which might neither be plowed nor sown, and shall break the heifer's neck there in the valley. I don't go for that. That's the part of it I hate. It's a violent religion. Let me tell you that right now. If you think I believe everything in this Bible, then you don't know who I am. I am not a biblical absolutist. To me, it's, you know... There was a book called, you know, Instructions for Planet Earth or something like that by Buck, Mr. Fuller. I have better instructions than he did. I learn from many sources. It could be a movie at night, as I've learned from the Holy Scriptures, but I don't take them all literally. Because if I were a biblical absolutist, I'd have to slay half the people I meet, and they'd have to slay me. So therefore, watch out what you believe and watch out what you don't believe. That's number one. That's a complex story, okay? But the fact is, is that it's, I'm not a biblical absolutist. I mean, there's things in here I don't, I'm going to stone every woman who's an adulteress. You have to kill half the women in New York City, if not all of them. So what are you going to do with that? Kill everybody? Can't do that. So you, you look at it and say, okay, that was a, you can't eat shrimp. Why? Because in those days, I have to bring it down to food. Why not shrimp? 
because in those days, shrimp was probably toxic with the Red Sea and the, the water, the filth and the dirty and the pollution, the effluence going in the water. You could die eating shrimp. Today, it's different unless you get it from Asia in, in, in a big market and it's frozen. You could also die from the poison. I'll give you an example. Why couldn't you eat pork in the Bible? Why do Muslims and Orthodox Jews not eat pork? I have no idea. Today, pork is clean. I don't eat pork because I feel bad for the pig. To me, a pig, I look at a pig's face. You know that you can transplant a lot of uh, uh, pig organs into humans. That's how close we are to them. In fact, pigs lead cleaner lives than most people in the ACLU. I don't know if you know that. Pigs lead cleaner lives than most people who work for Biden. That's right. A pigsty has cleaner people than those who advise Joe Biden on a daily basis. They, it doesn't matter what they eat. Their minds are so shot that it doesn't really matter. But I don't know why people don't eat pork. I don't eat it. I don't eat it because I feel bad for the pig. They look very intelligent to me. I love reading this sometimes. It gives great poetry. Captive, who's captive. A lot of slavery and captives. The rod that smote thee is broken. Oh, man, did they do bad things to each other. Here's a nice one to conclude with for America today. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence. Shall I pause right there? Because I can do 30 minutes on that one. It's Isaiah. I loved him because he was really, he was such a depressive. He was such a depressive, Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, the sons of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the day of Uzziah, Hoham, Aha, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Here's what he saw. Oh, was he pissed off? He was pissed at everyone. He would have made a good talk show host or a good podcaster, Isaiah. In fact, I should change my podcast from the Michael Savage podcast. I should change it to Isaiah Speaks. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers. Man, children that deal corruptly, they have forsaken the Lord. Shall I go on? They are turned away backward. They are turned away backward. Oh, what point? And he goes on. The whole head is sick. Wow. And the whole heart faint. That sounds like America to me. You know, I did a show on Newsmax TV as a guest for a few minutes on the perversion of the military under this moron defense secretary who's a stooge for the, for the left-wing fanatics who work for Biden, the stooge who runs the Defense Department. I don't know how he puts his clothes on in the morning. I mean, he's once a real warrior, a moron, an, an idiot, a moron. So he lets them run the military into the toilet and the recruitment is in the garbage. Why? Because every lesson is about how evil white men are and white supremacy and whites are no good. So why would a white boy who's a tough guy go in the military unless he hates himself? So he doesn't go in. So what do they have? Gays, lesbians, transsexuals, and uh, other people who basically don't know what they're doing. So they can be led around like by their nose. By and large, that's what's coming in now. As I said on the show, why would a boy have gone in the military in the past in non-war time other than to prove himself tough and tougher than the other guy and prove he's tougher than the other guy. And why would he go in the military in addition to that? Because he wants to defend his nation, something that's alien to Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren because they, they're landless people. They have no people that they believe in. They're landless. Landless. You don't like it, you can shove it if you don't like it. A guy like Bernie Sanders has no country. He's landless. He has no nation. He's landless. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So we'll go back to Isaiah. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. 
from the side of the foot even unto the head, there is no soundness in it. Sounds like America to me. Wow, I don't even want to read anymore. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Not yet. It's not yet the summertime after Republican wins the presidency. Your land strangers devoured in your presence. So Biden has brought in at least 5 million illegal aliens. And they're devouring the nation. The daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard. What is a booth in a vineyard? The daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, meaning like a prostitute. As a lodge in a garden of cucumbers. These are interesting poetic words. As a besieged city, except the Lord of hosts had left us unto a very small remnant. We should have been a, as, we should have been a Sodom. We should have been like unto Gomorrah. And they go on. I'll leave, read one more piece. How is the faithful city become a harlot? She that was full of justice, righteousness lodged in her, but now murderers. Sounds like San Francisco, New York. Thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water. Thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. <laughs> thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Sounds like the con Congress, doesn't it? Mainly the uh, Democrat Senate. Everyone loveth bribes. Wow, they knew about Feinstein and the insider trading. They knew about how Pelosi became so wealthy and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither doth the cause of the widow come unto them, unless they're immigrants of color. So I'm going to conclude with um, something. Oh, look at the cover of this book. Who wrote this book? What year was this book written? Who was that young guy? Oh, it's me. Great picture. I know the day it was taken and where. The Enemy Within, and it was published a long time ago. I think it was published uh, in 2003. And I remember quoting, that's been picked up by a lot of people since I found it, from Cicero. See, it's right in the beginning of this great book. I should have gotten the Nobel Prize for this book alone, but I don't believe in prizes. They're all political. Virtually every prize, in our, do I have to tell you any more than even prizes in sports are political now? You got men dressed as women beating women in sports. What sane nation would permit that? No, we're not a sane nation. We're by definition an insane nation. We are now by definition an insane nation when you let men dressed up as women destroy women's sports. But again, this is about sex and politics. I guess it all fits. Now, so this introduction by Cicero written by a Roman orator in 42 BC. A nation can survive its fools. This is about Joe Biden and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely. The sly whispers rustling through all the alleys heard in the very halls of government itself. That would be most of the Democrat senators and 90% of the Republicans. Look at Lindsey Graham, the warmongering bastard that he is. Oh, I got to tell you about him. The bastard who's given billions to Ukraine is a pimp for the Defense Department. He had the nerve yesterday to say that the new bill that we were just sold out to believe it's so good for fiscal conservatism, it's bullshit, 
Lindsey Graham didn't like it because he said we're cutting defense spending by 0.001%. Said less money in for the people who put him in power. You know, I met Lindsey Graham once. I was in uh, Congress. I was invited by a congressman. I had lunch there, and I ran into uh, Lindsey Graham. And I introduced myself. Nice, you know, kind of jolly-looking guy. And he looked at me, and Lindsey Graham said to me, Michael Savage, he said, you know, when I hear you on the radio, I think you're, you're totally crazy. I said, well, Lindsay, don't be so upset. I said, I listen to you and I know you're crazy. Said it to his face. Well, he liked that because he likes to be insulted because he comes from an interesting background. And we got to talk. I swear this is true. I said, where did you grow up? I told him I was an immigrant son and how I grew up and why I see things the way. That I said, where did you grow up, Senator Graham? He said, I grew up underneath a whorehouse. He didn't use those words somewhere in the South. His father, I think, ran a whorehouse and he grew up downstairs. So I'll go on now. For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, Bernie Sanders. And he wears their face in their arguments. Joey, Joey, Joey the president, a man of all faces, Joey. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. White supremacy is the most dangerous threat to America, says Joey even though he's as white as a ghost. He's whiter than I am. Why does he attack white people? He knows that's good for business amongst brown and black people. He rots the soul of a nation, Joey. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. They don't even work secretly in the middle of the night. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. So now we move to the last piece of this thing today. I only meant to do on sex and politics. Look where I wound up doing sex and politics. Now I'm doing politics. So I was on Newsmax TV and um, the host was Carl Higby, a former Navy SEAL. Love the guy. Admire him. And I went on the air and I said, Rome did. I said, he wanted me to talk about wokeness in the corporate world. And we know about Coles and we know about Target. We know about uh, uh, the other one with the Bud Light. And I, I found an article on the wokeness, so-called, in the military. I don't like the word wokeness. I, I don't like it. It's overused. It has no meaning anymore. So I read these five bullet points of what they've done to the military and why young men don't go in the military anymore. Because, And I began by saying Rome did not pass away. It was assassinated from within and by the invasion of the barbarians. I said, we have those two elements going on in America today. We're being assassinated from within by the left and by the invasion of the barbarians over our border because of the left. So then I read about the policies in the military that have come in under this con man traitor, Joe Biden, that are destroying the recruitment and the clown who runs the Defense Department. Can you imagine a man like that? Okay. There's no longer any test to determine whether any soldier can meet the fitness requirements for combat specialties. That was thrown out under another defense secretary who worked for another one to ensure that female service members could meet the demanding rigors involved in qualifying for combat. So at the time, Secretary of Defense Ashton Carter, who was the president then, created gender neutral standards and they lowered the standards because then they found that women were not scoring as highly as men. And as a result of fierce pressure from LGBTQ groups, the army threw out the test altogether. So now there's no test to determine whether any soldier can meet the fitness requirements for combat specialties. That's number one. Number two, in January 2021, the traitor Joe Biden 
signed an executive order that opened military service to all transgender individuals. It got worse. Since then, the corrupt Biden administration has decreed that active members of the military can take time off from their duties to obtain sex change surgeries and all related hormones and drugs at taxpayer expenses. Biden did that to the military. Yeah, wonder why children, boys are not going in the military. Then when they come out of the sex change, they get up there, they were a new general or a, like that general guy, whatever his name is, Levine. All right, do 50 push-ups. What young man would want to listen to that freak? Three, along similar lines, the Biden administration has recently ended support for long-term policy prohibiting individuals infected with HIV from serving in combat zones. Why? Because they were sexist? A little, but also for good reason. The policy of not letting people with HIV serve in combat zones was based on hard science. Hard science tied to the need for HIV medications and the danger of cross-infection through shared blood. Can you understand that? If men are serving in combat and one gets hit, and he needs a blood transfusion on the spot, you want to get it from someone with HIV, you moron you, in order to satisfy your political needs, you schmuck, idiot, moron. One more. The Biden administration's chief of naval operations, Admiral Michael Gilday, God knows, I hope this guy has a history because I don't know what he's done to himself. Last year, he added a book called How to Be an Anti-Racist, a critical book on critical race theory, which is critical race theory is hate white people theory. They hate white people, and they call it critical race theory. And they make all naval cadets read that. It gets worse in this book written by this black hater. One of its famous arguments is that capitalism is essentially racist, and that to be truly anti-racist, you also have to be truly anti-capitalist. That's what they're brainwashing young men and women in the Navy with under Joe Biden. Finally, at West Point, there are slides being given to all the young cadets Understanding whiteness and white rage, white power at West Point. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, lets that go on. That fat slob was formerly a member of the 101st Airborne. How this fat slob could have let this happen, he'll live in infamy forever. If this country ever survives what we are going through under this purge today, guys like Miley, and that moron in the Defense Department will be remembered as the traitors they are. They are who Cicero wrote about to let this happen. General Milley said, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, said General Milley. Patsy, you are. He said, I've read Mao Zedong, and I've read Karl Marx, I've read Lenin, that doesn't make me a communist. But it makes you a fat sellout, Milley. I want to understand white rage, and I'm white, and I want to understand it. I've read Mao Zedong, I've read, I've read Karl Marx, I've read Lenin, that doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? You got real fat on your job, and I'm sure you'll be rewarded by the defense contractors once you're out. So um, I'm still here. Many of you grew up with me, I get such wonderful comments, I'm 40 and I've been listening to you since I'm 15. It's very hard for me to believe how I've influenced so many people. And um, it's very touching when I hear people have grown up listening to me and now they're grown men and I've influenced them. It means a lot to me when you touch people in the right way. And uh, if I can keep doing these for any number of years or time, a month that God wants, I'll keep preaching it. I'll keep preaching it. Those of you who stood with me through radio while Cumulus was trying to kill me 
after I had that heart attack, they tried to kill me. You have no idea how strong I had to be to not disappear from the radio. I, I fought with them for a year while I was mending from a heart attack to stay on the air for that one more year to say goodbye to you. I wouldn't let them make me disappear. They're run by some of the most evil people on the planet who you've never heard of. They're just like Biden. They're like occasional cortex. Okay. And there are some people who still broadcast on Cumulus. Ask yourself how they can maintain their jobs. My friends, I'm Michael Savage. Thank you for listening. Today's story was called, what, did, what was today's title? See, I wrote it this morning. This is the, the pad from Manny. Sex and politics. How is it that the countries most obsessed with sex have the lowest birth rates? And those countries with the greatest sexual repression have the highest birth rates. It's not 100% accurate as a theorem, but it was a good operational theory to begin with. And I want to say one last thing that's been plaguing me recently. I started to get to it during this little thing today about why I got two master's degrees instead of one. You have to understand something. So I said to Manny and the, the intelligent people, and I grew up worshiping educated people, people who wrote books were like gods to me, real books. And I see that, um, you see a thing like this, the two master's degrees. I read along the way that I think it was Herbert Hoover. I'm not 100% sure was a, was a mining engineer. Correct me if I'm mistaken. And I read that his master's degree was a design for the Brooklyn Bridge. So I said, holy God, that's what a master's degree meant something. So I said, I'm going to get not one, but two master's degrees. Why? Because I remember in college, at Queens College, when I really didn't know what the hell was going on, I had some intelligent friends. I don't know where they went or what they became. Some of them I, don't, I knew and whatever. And they, they once said about somebody like he was a god, this teacher has two master's degrees and a PhD. And he looked up to him. Again, I said, I'm going to get two master's degrees and a PhD. This is how you're influenced by who you hang out with. If you hang around with morons or idiots, you're going to wind up a moron or an idiot. If you lie with the lousy, you're going to get lice. Didn't anyone teach you that? If you lie with the lousy, you're going to get lice. Didn't your mother teach you that? If you hang around with people who smoke dope, you're going to become a dope. Go and get real degrees. Not in black studies. Not in ethnic studies. Not in hating whitey. Get a real degree in a real field. I met a young boy the other day. I was walking around outside a club, a little somewhere, I forget where. And I struck up a conversation with someone outside of Yacht Harbor. He's a young guy. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. And he said he goes to um, University of Maryland. He's a young kid, like a freshman. And I said, uh, what? Um, isn't it dangerous there in Baltimore? He said, not really. The campus is very nice. I said, that's good to hear. You know, a lot of things are stereotypes. And uh, then he said, I said, what are you studying? He said, well, I'm, I'm doing a joint major as a young kid, a bachelor's level, in astrophysics and neuroscience. I said, you're kidding me. I said, that's brilliant. I understood why his mind would want to study astrophysics and neuroscience. They're very similar at a certain level. I said, whatever you wind up doing in life, you will come out a better man for that because logic will help you in any field.
And that's what degrees used to be about, teaching you how to think. And I'm lucky I grew up in the classical age of a liberal education. It has no meaning anymore, liberal education. But liberal education taught us to think widely and learn widely and how to think for ourselves. Now you're considered an enemy of the state if you uh, think too widely and think for yourself. You're now an enemy of the state that wants you to have no thoughts other than theirs. So if you're a young person listening to me, get a real degree in a real field and don't let anyone tell you it's worthless. It's worth a lot. A good master's degree in a real field is worth an awful lot. You get it? People say, what are you going to get out of San Francisco? I'm not going to get out of San Francisco. I have a home in Florida. I I don't want to live in Florida right now. It's a great state. I love DeSantis. I think he's actually a great man. And I saw his interview on uh, Newsmax last week. I was absolutely, you know, they say blown away. I was knocked out because the myth of of DeSantis is that he's a bumbler. He's stupid. It's all false. It was just all false. The guy is brilliant and a fabulous speaker and has great policies, by the way. And anyone who was a Navy SEAL, I respect. And he did fight in Iraq, by the way, before he became a uh, judge advocate in, in the military at Guantanamo in the SEALs. He's really an all-around great guy. And how you can attack his wife, who is one of the finest women on earth, Mrs. DeSantis, is beyond me. And the woman is not only a fine wife and a fine mother, she survived a double mastectomy, and you vermin of the left have the nerve to attack her. And you say nothing about that fraud, Joe Biden, that fake doctor with a degree in sociology, you bums, you. Like you attack Mrs. Trump, a beautiful woman, spoke numerous languages, one of the most beautiful women on earth, and you put her down, you pieces of garbage. But I'm not shocked by the left. See, now I'm getting angry and I have to stop. Someone just said DeSantis needs charisma. We talked about so many things today. Got this because of the Manny in me. Written in the middle of the night. Look how nice I write in the middle of the night. Isn't that nice? Woke up, clicked on the light. And somebody said, oh, I don't want to get up. And I hear Manny saying, get out of that bed and write it down. You can go back to sleep. I wrote down sex and politics. How is it the countries most obsessed with sex had the lowest birth rates in those countries with the greatest sexual repression have the highest birth rates? And I try to explain it to you. I didn't think I would... I was able to finish the entire discussion. It's not definitive, not a textbook, which covers everything. But I think I've covered enough ground. We also talked about what the left has done to the military and why young men won't go in the military anymore and who's running the military and how we can't fight and win a war anymore. Now, giving all our weapons to Ukraine. Unbelievable how you fools can see, not see this. I just don't understand it. But brainwashing is powerful. Military-industrial complex is the most powerful lobbying factor on the planet. Think Lindsey Graham in a whorehouse. $31 trillion in debt, and they want to add $4 trillion in debt. That's considered a victory for fiscal conservatism. No one even knows what it is anymore. Okay, go max out the credit card and get back to me in 10 years. $200 billion to Zelensky. I want to thank you very much, Americans. Thanks very much. I want to thanks from the bottom of my heart, Victory Ukraine, Victory Ukraine. Thank you, American Pots Morons. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. 
You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.